Hello, and welcome to the Clarissa and Mitch Explain Life podcast, the show where we look at life from the point of view of two generations. I am Mitch. And I am Clarissa. And and we we are mother and daughter. So we won't always agree, but we hope we will always show how things are now and how they've changed over the years. In this podcast, we aim to pick subjects to discuss that are relevant today, but we will look at them from the viewpoint of two generations. So whatever you're doing, enjoy the podcast and we're always happy to hear your feedback. Hello and welcome to season two of Clarissa and Mitch Explain Life and this is episode two. And today we decided to talk about a very hot topic at the moment, um, that being menopause, HRT, perimenopause, blah, blah, blah. I know it's like people, you know, to a certain extent, I think people might be a bit sick of it. There's There's a big over overload of it but I like the fact that we're going to do it from two different generations from when you went through menopause and up to my experience so yeah yeah so um I think it'd be useful just to um in the start just to very very briefly as if we ever do anything briefly (laughs) um just you know general actually did you know that another name for menopause is climacteric now, where did that come from? Climacteric. In Sounds my... like climate that you get very hot. No, it's got a C in climacteric. Yeah, it but used still, to, that's that's what it used to be called. Really? Anyway, um, it's not just something that um, hits people around their fifties. No. One in a hundred women actually go into menopause before forty. And then you have women who have surgical menopause as well exactly. before that exactly exactly yeah so i think it's really important though for for anyone listening who hasn't you know who's sort of early 40s late 30s early 40s i think one of the most important things and it's still something that i don't think is being talked about and discussed enough is the whole area around perimenopause and the whole symptoms that the fact that I mean perimenopause can start ten years before menopause. Um, well, here's here's a here's something from. With this series is all about um, approaching subjects from two generations, and yeah. here's something now from my generation. I don't think I had ever heard of perimenopause until you mentioned it to me about five years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I had never heard of it, but it hadn't it hadn't sort of sunk into my conscious and it was I think yeah to be honest with you I think I agree with you I think my understanding years ago like if I heard the word menopause and perimenopause I thought perimenopause was a whole different thing I don't think I related it you know it was a different condition in inverted Mm -hmm. commas whereas now we know that it's actually it can actually be almost the harder time of menopause I think because unless you I know menopause is the biggest indication is is cessation or your period's gone a bit askew but there's a lot of women now who have like marina coil or birth control of some sort so they don't necessarily have a natural period cycle and I think I think the health um I think people in the health 
area need to start watching their female um, clients when they come into them and they say, oh, I'm feeling low or I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that and not feeling great. And, you know, instead of just sort of jumping to put them on an antidepressant, it could be. And that's a, that is actually a really good point because that's something that I was going to bring up. Mm. Not even my generation, but the generation before me, oh, God, when yeah. they hit peri or real menopause, oh. they were put on Valium. Oh. And I, some of my friends, mothers, were still on Valium the day they died in their 70s or 80s. God. Because the thing about menopause is, okay, it has a massive physical impact, but the impact mentally is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. That's what I was going to say. Like, as someone who has suffered, like, from horrendous anxiety disorder and Mm. panic disorder, I also know that... um, I know of a lot of women who once their hormones start going a little bit askew, it can mm. affect, you, you know, it can affect all that side mm. of it. And, and mm. as you've just rightly said, a lot of women, even to this day are wrongly diagnosed. They go to their doctor, Absolutely. they're feeling low. They have no energy. They've no, their mood is, they've got mood swings, you know, and the doctor, if they are not, um, educated up enough on menopause perimenopause mm. their their go-to is well you tick all the boxes for mm. depression or anxiety depression. here anxiety. you go i know of so many and, women who you know just from forums and you know internet and stuff yeah. i know of so many women who have been prescribed antidepressants and their symptoms haven't gone because then it turns out that it's menopause it's estrogen dropping you know all those things i'll tell you an interesting thing actually that i discovered oh go on then (laughs) i know have to once in my life (laughs) um in my five minutes of research into menopause although (laughs) most of this is really about our own experiences but it's all i've always wondered was there any link between how severe your menopause is with how severe your premenstrual tension is. Oh, I've thought that a lot as well. Or sin- and, you know, there is a def reading a few things. There is a definite link. Now, I going way, way back, I remember? suffered really badly from PMS. And I, I didn't know what it was. No. I had no idea. I can remember just literally sitting in the bathroom silently screaming yeah and wanting to murder everybody around me nobody had mind you of course i i didn't actually have a mother growing up so but i did have older sisters yeah exactly but um i had no idea what it was but when i i just will say here when i did find out what premenstrual tension was i literally had a miracle cure i took vitamin b6 and evening primrose oil every day of my life until I got into menopause and it changed my life so just a little tip to anybody who's listening who is still um, suffering from premenstrual tension and I mean premenstrual tension is hormonal it's hormonal it's the hormones it's how our hormones you know and like I love how all these things are start with men (laughs) you know menopause menstrual 
pre-mens oh my god men 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 yeah we don't we don't have enough of them without our the, the our only condi- thing our that's, own conditions exactly even our name the name woman woe man woe man mm. oh, anyway oh. that's beside the side yeah you so i mean funny enough i was aware of perimenopause but i don't think i was aware of going through peri starting to become perimenopausal when i did because i've said before and like i did speak about this on my aging podcast before i brought you on board Mm. but at the time of my perimenopause i was going through my feet surgeries so i was on heavy duty pain medications Of course. I always blamed the pain medication for hot flushes. I remember I used to have hot flushes, like, and I'd be, you know, suddenly like, oh my God, the heat, and I'd flush and I would even in bed and everything, and I would I would Mm. just put it down to the medication I was on. But now looking back, I am sure it was hot flushes. Um, That's a very good point. Now I am. Um, I did have the marina coil because I had the marina coil put in for very heavy periods, um, so I never had a period for fifteen years. So I had no indication. And for anyone, just another tip: anyone who goes to their doctor who is thinking, "I wonder, am I menopausal?" and their doctor takes bloods, the only thing you can test, and it's only it changes all the time. The only thing that can be tested for menopause is the FSH levels, which is your follicle producing levels. And I mean, when you're in perimenopause, they change all the time anyway, because it's still obviously it's still your your 28 day system. So it's not even a very good indication. Women think they can go to the doctor and say, can you test my hormone levels? You can't. Not in that sense. Anyway. Um, I was very lucky and I'm very lucky. I have a great female doctor who's very up to date on everything to do with HRT and menopause. Who is so, also my doctor. Yes. And she's really, you know, she's very listens to me. Like I, after my hysterectomy, I was put on 50 milligrams of HRT. I was on HRT before that, um, but it was mixed. So if you still have your, your womb, you're, and you start into perimenopause, if you still have your womb and maybe you have a an IUD like a coil, you have to have mixed. So you have what two weeks of estrogen only and then two weeks of progesterone estrogen patches because it's dangerous to let the lining of your womb thicken. So the progesterone stops it from thickening. That's why. But as soon as I have my hysterectomy, no womb, straight onto estrogen. And funnily enough, and I know I'm gabbling here, but it's it's interesting how the differing points of view and the old-fashioned, still the old-fashioned view. Um, my gynecologist was, was an older lady. I would call her an older lady. Um, I was delighted it was a lady. And then I remember her coming around to me afterwards and say said... Um, Yes, you can take 50, 50 of HRT, but you have to stop it after five years. And I was like that everything that I've read in the recent years, unless you have a reason, i.e. something like you do develop 
we'll go into breast cancer in a minute, but if you do develop breast cancer or any cancer that's fed by estrogen, obviously you can't take HRT. But other otherwise, if you are well and healthy and you're having regular checks, there's no reason not to stay on HRT for the rest of your life. It might be a smaller dose, but it actually it's proven now that it keeps you well and healthy into your older age. Your sister takes it's still, uh, still on HRT and will never she, yeah, come very, off. Very, very, very low dose. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'm just saying she is yeah. still on it. Yeah. yeah. I think she has a spray or something like that. Yeah, probably the gel. She probably has gel. gel. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So, yeah, my so doctor, think... anyway, yeah, I went to her because I was on the 50 and I felt awful. Now, my, I'll just quickly finish my story yes. of, of HRT. My symptoms about four years ago, I was constantly, my every joint in my body ached. I was aching all over. I had, I was having horrible mood swings as well. Now I wasn't having hot flushes. That's the funny part. So I think I was having them years, you know, years ago, but I wasn't sort of having hot flushes. I definitely didn't have that symptom, but the biggest the symptoms were the mood swings and the aching body, the aching joints. I'll never forget that pain. And um, yeah, so, and tiredness, like absolute fatigue, like just drained. Mm. So I did, I started, I don't know how I came back because I know I thought, I wonder, am I menopausal? I think that's probably it. And then I started doing the research. So there is, Again, I bang on about her all the time. There's the most fantastic um, doctor called Dr. Louise Newsom. And she has a website called The Menopause Doctor, where you can get every... She's sort of the leading expert on the menopause, all the most up-to-date information in England. Um, She's on Instagram. She, She actually has an app called Balance, where if you start, you can check in on your symptoms and everything. But I started doing research on her website and I went to the doctor armed with my web, my website, my information. And I went to the doctor and said, I think I'm perimenopausal or at the beginning of my menopause. This is what I want to do. This is my symptoms. And I was listened to and, you know, straight away. And within about two days of going on HRT, my the aches and pains were alleviating. Mm. So, yeah, anyway. So tell me your experience. Um, Well, again, you know, I went in feet first with no knowledge. And just to be aware that uh, there are sometimes when people are. I can't talk about perimenopause because I actually from my own experience, I have no idea, really. But I'm just looking back. Do you think. I mean, even like the way your periods got so heavy. Yeah, well, I was just about to say no. that, you know, um, people are under a misconception that, you know, that you're around menopause when your pet periods get really lighter. Well, the absolute reverse is also true. And yes. that's what happened to me. I had unbelievably heavy periods, really just like I can't even. Gushes. Oh, I can't even. Remember, remember our holiday? No. Oh, Jesus oh my god 
Yeah, I mean, you know, talk about the most, and I don't think I'd had a period for a while, but when I got one, my God, it was sitting on an airplane going on holiday to Portugal. Oh. It was a nightmare. I'll never forget um, the pain you were in. Oh, it was dreadful. So um, I certainly didn't really associate that with menopause at the time. I think the biggest impact that menopause had on me was mentally actually, yeah, yeah. because I completely lost all my confidence. I found it, it was a bit like coming out of lockdown, actually. I found it really, really challenging to even leave the house to go to the shop. Oh. I was just, no, you know, I just wanted to really stay in my hole and never come out. It was yeah. dreadful. I tried all the natural things because I especially in those days as you get older you rely a bit more on on um, <laughs> medication and stuff but especially in those days I was very into natural things and I yeah, tried you the were the homeopathy yeah. and everything yeah I tried the ginseng and the black cohosh and vitamin d and and you know they do work for some people mm. they didn't yeah, they work do. for me yeah and I got so bad. And like Clarissa said, I mean, you get no sleep because of the hot flushes and the night sweats. Oh, my God. And the aching in the bones and the whole mental thing going on in your head is just. So I went to the same doctor, doctor that Clarissa goes to, and she listened to me. And she said, right, well, you know, I'm going to give you a prescription for HRT. And I sort of went, oh, Ugh. really? Because at that time, there was an awful lot of bad publicity mm. about HRT. Breast it increased your risks of breast cancer. God knows what else. And I said, you know, oh, I'm not sure about that. And she said, uh, well, in my opinion, Mitch, either you take HRT or you might as well go to Wexford Bridge and jump off. Jesus, that wasn't very nice of her. Well, I'm not sure she said <laughs> you might as well, but I think she said, you know, you are so down in yourself that you might end up jumping off the bridge. I mm. think she was, you know, I don't think she really. Had you had your uh, hysterectomy then? Yeah. So you were given the, you, you went straight into surgical menopause then? Yeah, probably, yeah. You, no, no, I? probably you would have. Or did you keep your ovaries? No, no, I hadn't. I hadn't had my hysterectomy then because that was 1999. That was 21 years ago. Do you know, it's funny. It feels like a lot longer to me. Mm. Do you know, like yeah. I, I would have said it was a lot longer ago. I'm actually even surprised it was, it was our doctor, the same doctor, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And like Clarissa, I took the HRT and you had it in tablet say, form did you yes i had tablet there was form. no patches back then and i'd say three days later mm. i felt human again for the first time for a long time mm. it is extraordinary how quickly it actually works yeah isn't it actually you're quite right clarissa i did it was before my hysterectomy because after my hysterectomy um the dose was changed Right. Yeah. And I remember one about, I would say about 10 years ago, I'd got the dose of, because of, I sort of wanted to come off it. I sort of felt I'd gone through all this. And um, 
I decided I sort of got lower and lower in the dosage. Mm. And then I stopped. Mm. And I remember going to a wedding. And I was actually speaking at the wedding. And before it was my turn to speak, I was just a pool of sweat. Oh, God. It was dreadful. And my friend, the mother of the bride, said to me, what's wrong with you, Mitch? Are you not on HRT? Because she had been for a good while. And I said, no, I've, I've stopped. And she said, well, I suggest you get back on it. It was dreadful. It was absolutely dreadful. Because one of the things that HRT does no, was certainly... that's not true anymore, by the way. What, I know what you're going to say. What, what are Delays the menopause. No, it doesn't delay the menopause. Right, go on. What I was going to say, maybe they've changed it now, but it... I mean, it's not stopping your menopause. It's dealing with the symptoms of your menopause. Mm. Is it not? Well, yeah, it's dealing with it, but it's it's also, I mean, I know what you're going to say. Go on, say it. <laughs> well, About the menopause comes back once you stop HRT. No, the menopause doesn't come back. No, I don't. The symptoms it. do. No, that's not true. It just means. Well, maybe not- it's not true now, but it was. It just means that you're not through it yet. Right. Well, I'm quite sure I was through it 10 years ago. Maybe not. Some women keep, continue to ha- have it for years. Well, I'm not on it anymore anyway. No, I, exactly. I got myself down to a very, very minimal dose. And I remember going to the chemist for my prescription one time. And the, and the chemist saying, Miss, you still taking this? And I said, yes. And he said, why are you bothering Oh, charming. What? Charming. I know. Well, it was just such a small dose. Mm. But anyway, I'm grand. I have, I, I'm grand without it. Yeah. So from my perspective now, um, it's absolutely, you know, the, the probably 10 years, uh, well, I know 10 years ago, there was a different, it was sort of, oh, you wean yourself off it after a couple of, you know, a couple of years. Mm. But now the the information is stay on it for the rest of your life as a woman, mm. because it does actually offer so much protection. Yeah. In other ways, not just for the menopause, but they know now know that estrogen protects your heart. Estrogen yeah. can protect you from things like dementia, from type two diabetes. And actually, believe it or not, it can actually prevent help to prevent, say, things like breast cancer. So are you saying that every woman of a certain age with or without symptoms mm. or without symptoms should be taking HRT? Yeah, that's what the, the I'm just looking for what, because I was reading about it this morning. That's what they're now saying, that actually um, HRT is more about living, more about getting, it's not as much about getting you through the menopause anymore it's also about protecting now here we go a recent study in the journal of the american medical association has found that women who've had a hysterectomy and take estrogen only hrt have a lower risk of developing breast cancer than those who don't take hrt um that's to do with breast cancer because that was a huge thing i mean that was actually something put out i think it was actually 
did I see on the program with Davina McCall that that it was something like the Daily Mail put that out 20 years oh, ago? Oh, then it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the majority of women, this is post-hysterectomy actually, but anyway, it's, but it's anyone after a certain amount, but they say the majority of women should take HRT after they've had a hysterectomy. Not only can hate, taking HRT lower the future risk of developing breast cancer, but there are numerous health benefits from taking estrogen. So that's this part, you know, regardless of hysterectomy, such as lower risk of developing heart disease, diabetes, obesity, depression, and dementia. So it does also say, however, it's important to note that there is a small increased risk of developing breast cancer in women taking estrogen with a synthetic progesterone, but there's no increased risk of death from breast cancer due to taking HRT. And I think that is so important to get that message across. Yes. But I also think it's important getting the message across that it doesn't cause breast cancer, you know? Um, yes. I, like, I think that it's like with the um, MMR vaccine that it caused autism. Autism. It's so ingrained in so many people's heads and they're so afraid of like they're so afraid of the, you know the well they're not anymore thankfully that was debunked yeah and do you well. know this is rather off subject but do you know that the doctor that produced the research about MMR causing autism is also the doctor that promoted to President Trump about bleach yeah oh I know against coronavirus yeah you'd really trust him wouldn't you Dr. Stephen, someone, I can't remember what his surname was, yeah. or somebody Stevenson. I know there's a Stephen in there somewhere. I mean, honestly, you know, I think with everything, I think HRT is the most, probably one of the most wonderful things mm. that has been produced solely for women. Mm. Exactly. I mean, I know men are supposed to go through menopause and all the rest of it, but I don't think that they have. No, they don't. They go through midlife just, crisis. They ha- yeah, they have middle. What I'm trying to say is that HRT is produced solely mm. for women's well-being yeah. and health. And let and me tell you a story well-being. about that. Hmm? Just to, you know that this happened to me. I'll tell you a story about that. Last year, when I first was went up up to the hundred milligram dose, a microgram, um, you couldn't get get it anywhere. That's right. No money. And I used to go from chemist to chemist. I felt like I was going looking for drug, you know, sulpidine or something. I'd go from <laughs> chemist to chemist every month going, do you have the hundreds in, you know? <laughs> and uh, I really did feel like that. But always in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, if this was for men, there would be a glut oh. of it. There'd be no shortage of hundreds. Uh, and it would be cheap. Yeah, if not free. Um, Probably free, yeah constantly and actually what had happened was the the glue for the patches was produced in china and they made the government something like the government made the glue elite not illegal but they didn't want to keep making it so they stopped production of it so they had to make it that and that's how it all came to a standstill so i was putting two huge big 50 patches on my arse every couple of days you know well, not that anyone saw it but you know i just wanted to say we were saying about how long the menopause lasts so that's interesting yeah. again so one of the things um 
that Dr. Louise, I'm reading this from the Balance app, by the way, it's one of the articles, so it's nice and short. But one of the things um, Dr. Newsom said, and, you know, this is the truth, like for 50, 60 years ago, or naturally back in the day, you know, our ancestors, they didn't, women did not live past 60. 60 was a lo- so- an old age to get to. Absolutely. And that's why it it wasn't as, I don't mean important to have HRT, but it wasn't, you know, but now. Um, Not so much emphasis was put on women's menopause because exactly. they, they went into menopause. If they were really bad, they were given Valium and they probably died around 60 anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know this, we're both. Oh, you're frozen. You're frozen. I'll just talk for a minute. Oh, you're back. Talk. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this, is, this is doing it over internet connection. So just very quickly, just to read this out. So how long can you expect to see changes in your to your hormones for? Most people can expect to experience symptoms for about four years after their last period. And one in 10 women can experience symptoms for up to 12 years. It's not always easy to know which symptoms are related to hormones and which are related to other factors in life, as in depression, etc. Regardless of your circumstances, it's important to remember that your menopause journey is individual to you. And with that, um, and with the help of communities like the Balance app, which is wonderful, you've got constant support and advice right at your fingertips. Post-menopause is the phase after menopause which is one year after your last period. And you might still experience some symptoms during this time. Some women still suffer with hot flushes into their 70s or 80s, for example, but others don't. That's what you were saying. Yes. Even if you have minimal symptoms, it's worth considering replacing the hormones your body no longer produces to protect you from getting osteoporosis, bone weakening disease, and protect your heart and blood vessels from disease. There's also some evidence that HRT can lower your risk of type 2 diabetes, bowel cancer and dementia. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I just want to think that I think the message that you're putting forward there is really, really important. That's what I was going to say. I know. I think it's it's more important even than, you know, um, than saying don't be you know if you get the symptoms of menopause or you know you're going into menopause or it is diagnosed that you're going into menopause mm. diagnosed is the wrong word yeah it's you know it the message you're putting across is really really important mm. and it's not one that i was aware of and i don't think most people are no. that you know people should perhaps consider hrt before they actually need it yeah Exactly. I mean, need it for the, their quality of life. Yeah. I think and also really... after. And after. That's what Do I said about the, the gynae who said to me, come off it after five years. I like, there is yeah. no reason to, well, unless there is a reason to, she obviously. Uh, she was lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to say was, like, one of the things that, because menopause has been big in in the media in Ireland anyway recently Mm. and one of the there was a radio show I'm not going to mention it for just in case libel and all that sort of stuff but I listened into it one day of the podcast and it was all women coming on to complain about their experience and how awful they felt and you know and I was just like educate these women tell don't don't have 
don't have them all on complaining about how awful their menopause was. Get women on, get people on. Maybe he did have experts on. I don't know. I couldn't listen to it anyway. And I was just sort of sitting in the car or out on my walk, listening to podcasts going, why have you not spoken to your doctor? And if your doctor's not giving me the right answers, do your research. This is, I mean, these are women who do have, are probably fairly okay with internet and stuff. You know, we're not talking about sort of old ones in their 80s. I know some of them were um they were given yeah, their but, experience but like there is no reason for women to suffer and it's something like one in ten women still think they have to suffer and this word yeah. suffer oh i'm suffering with the menopause i'm suffering with hot flushes oh my god and I, it I'm just drives with me my periods even yeah it drives me up the wall because i'm just like go and speak to your doctor and if you if you're a doctor will not come on board with you about what you need to keep you well and healthy as a woman going into older age you need to go and speak to another doctor yeah there is no and an extension an extension of what you're saying is all those people that rung into the program we will not mention although i think i have mentioned it already on a previous Mm -hmm. podcast um all those women who are about to go through menopause Mm. are going through menopause or have gone through menopause make very very certain that you educate your daughters yes oh yeah and yourself nothing else comes from this podcast educate your daughters absolutely i mean i have i like I there's people for women that I know friends of mine who are around my age who are telling me that they're suffering with certain things you know Mm. mood swings whatever low mood loss of libido tiredness and I'm going do you don't you think you could be perimenopausal or menopausal and they kind of go oh I don't know I don't know if I want to go on on HRT oh I don't and I'm just like why would you not why do you want to feel like this why do you still want the 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 one thing that's that actually in inverted commas irritates me at the moment is that because it's such a buzz word at the moment you've got women not coming on to say the likes of instagram oh my god i'm struggling with menopause and it's almost like it's a thing that they can talk about instead of just going and actually accessing what can help them and feeling better within a couple of days it Mm. that's their identity they're getting attention and traction for Mm. saying oh my god i have the i'm going into the menopause i haven't slept for for six months yeah and the hot Mm. flushes and everything and why why suffer why suffer exactly and i'm saying that with love to anyone who thinks i'm talking about them I, i am if if this triggers you then it triggers you but and I am saying it from a place of love and care because I you know I just don't think what's the point in suffering when you don't have to Mm. there's enough to be suffering Mm. about and this is one of the things like you've said that actually is wonderful for women to be able to get if they can get it and obviously I I would just say that um the, the sort of people that you're talking about who are, in inverted commas, suffering the menopause, they will term. equally turn around and say, 
well, my mother never never took anything. Hmm. I know, or, yeah. Oh, my, my sisters just sailed through. Well, do you know what? That is a load of bullshit because I have two sisters. My eldest sister didn't even know she was going through the menopause. <laughs> I don't suppose she knew what the menopause was. Hmm. Well, that's a bit cruel, but she didn't. She had no symptoms whatsoever. Mm. My next sister is the one who is still on HRT. Mm. And there was me. Mm. So two out of three of us. And obviously, I don't know about my mother because. um, But my point is, you could be like your older sister who had no symptoms. Fair enough. But actually, the message I'm trying to get across here is. It doesn't just help with the menopause. It helps you with aging and staying well and healthy into your, you know, older. All your life. Yeah. The rest of your your life. life. This is what this is what I'm trying to get across when I talk to people, when I talk on, on Instagram about it, whatever. It's not just about the menopause anymore. It's about post menopause. It's about keeping you healthy hopefully until the day you die you know and you know it's not all about quantity you want a quality of life yeah there's she in her 70s Mm. but you do you want quality of life yeah and now it has been identified that for women that's half the population that's us Mm. women that's us this wonderful thing has been invented that will actually enhance your life into until you die yeah exactly and i think that's a pretty good point and that's the message i and i uh, it's a good message clarissa my heart breaks because there are some women who can't take hrt not it might be for medical reasons it might be for well it's all medical but some women can't take it because of like breast cancer and stuff i get that or any mm. sort of cancer some yeah. women can't take it because they're very hormone sensitive yeah um but i do think it's worth getting a good relationship with your doctor and if one doesn't suit you you can you know there are other types there's gel yes. there's patches there's tablets no one really takes the tablets anymore by the way there's a spray it's, there's a spray you know the, even women who are sensitive, hormone sensitive, the patches or the gel actually mm. are really good things. You know, they've said yeah. that they're actually they can help them. I mean, everyone mm. has to go through, you know, most the when, majority of women. When do you think our um, check will arrive from the HRT companies? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm true. joking. Well, the one I take now is is a patch. I was I was trying to show you. It's a patch about the size of the. It's actually the same one that Davina McCall took. I don't know if you watched it. The pat. It's about the size of the top of my thumb, the top half mm. of my thumb. Mm. But uh, the one I was taking, the one I had before, was huge. It was a big slap it on your arse one. But um, I actually have the gel as well, and every couple of days I will give myself a pump of gel. Um, I only have the gel because when I couldn't get the hundred patches i asked my doctor could i try the gel but it's a pain the gel is really a pain because the patches you just change every three to four days and you don't have to think about it but the gel you have to apply every day so it is a matter of 
oh, and am I putting it in the right place and remembering to actually apply it? Mm. So it, yeah, I mean, but if it's helps someone who can't go with the patches, well, then it's a good thing as well. So, so yeah, I think we've we've kind of drilled out the old menopause, perimenopause. Honestly, honestly, if you have listened to this and there are things about the about HRT in especially. Clarissa does know a lot about it and she will reply to you through Instagram. I will, but I will say even more so your for your best protocol is a good G and I'll keep saying yeah. a good GP because it like there are so many GPs who haven't had good HRT training mm. and it yeah. is H- menopause training. Like, yeah. Actually, again, I'm going to talk because I keep banging on about it. But Dr. Louise Newsom now for for GPs in the UK now has a menopause for doctors, you know, sort of course mm. that they can actually go and take to get just them updated. Repeat, just repeat for everybody the her. Right. Her name web, is her sorry. name is Dr. Louise Newsom, N-E-W-S-O-N. But. Her website is just called The Menopause Doctor. If you Google The Menopause Doctor, you will find her. The app is available on all, like on Android and Apple, and it's called Balance. So, you know, if you are starting, or even if you are menopausal or starting into menopause, whatever, it's worth downloading. You can actually go on and do a symptoms checker. There's... um, You can go on where you can click what your symptoms are or what your health symptoms are all those sort of things and it you know it's a great and it's a free app by the way it's you know and it's a great app to just get your information in nice little bullet points Mm. but if you want more information her website the menopause doctor so i can't speak about her enough because i think she's fabulous i think she brilliant is a leading you know one of the leading people at the moment and she has Mm. a podcast but you know i would that would be i would download the app and just see and i i think we should say that all all that we've said is from personal experience it's Mm -hmm. not because well i haven't been very much help with um information but it's not because we are trained this is all personal exactly oh god that's what i mean instead of coming to i can say to you you know this is what i think you should do but my first advice is if you are perimenopause if you're feeling any of those things if you go on the app and you think you might be go and talk to your doctor yeah and again as i said hopefully your doctor is trained and up to date in what yeah. and if you don't get answers please please don't just accept what your doctor says if you don't get answers that you like with any, with any doctor you know you are allowed About to anything, question actually. them you're allowed mm. to question them we have a gut, thing called gut instinct and we we ignore it so many times you know as i and i will repeat my doctor is just fabulous so i'm so lucky to have her you know have had her for for so many years for so many reasons and it, you know things so anyway i'm going to stop now because i could just go on and on and on <laughs> so this has been wonderful i really enjoyed that and i hope you know i hope someone if only one person gets something out of it to me it was worth doing you know and i i 
I will reiterate, sorry, here we are blathering on again. You know, whatever you might have picked up from this or that you already know about the, about this period of a woman's life, mm. educate your daughters, please. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Please, because, you know, when you're in your late teens, early 20s, you know, this sort of thing seems like another lifetime. Yeah. But if course. they can go into post childbearing with information mind you i suppose by then they will but educate your daughter yeah absolutely. absolutely on everything absolutely and your sons actually you might as well educate yeah. your sons about it as well because it's not easy living with a menopausal woman no I can tell you that much no <laughs> right so that's it for this week yeah um great great chat great chat we'll have a, another great topic for you all next week um and yeah if you need to ask any questions just drop us a drop me a message on my instagram or mums i'm gonna put her when i post this up i'll put her i'll tag her in it so if you're in if you want to talk to mum go follow her love to hear from you listen thanks for listening and until next week we'll say goodbye bye stay safe yeah bye So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please tell your friends and family and share the link. So until the next time, goodbye and And stay stay safe. safe.